This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do, is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Hope everyone made it through Barry, whether it was a hurricane or a tropical storm, hopefully you all made it through that safe and sound. Um, hopefully our friends down in Louisiana didn't have too much flooding. It's been kind of a wacky weather weekend, but it looks like for the most part, everything is on the up and up. Before we get into the show today, I have to mention a friend who passed away last week, Leon Pringle also known as J. Leon Pringle. If you were on any of the old message boards, you may have known him as Apollo Eagle. A great Southern Miss fan, great friend. You know, I first met him when he was at Reed Green. You know, he occupied the same seats for years. Back when I was in college, sometimes I'd go sit next to him, and he loved heckling the refs. He knew all the refs. He had a blast with it. But if you could ever get him to talking, uh, he also worked for NASA. He was a flight controller for NASA. He was involved in the Gemini, Apollo, and Skylab programs. He was actually working in mission control when man first landed on the moon. So it's crazy. He passes away on July 8th, just what, 12 days short of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, of the first moon landing. So a a great Golden Eagle fan, a great friend, um, great loss. For, for the Golden Eagle Nation. I know I don't get to talk about everybody that passes, but Leon was especially special to myself. I was watching the documentary on the moon landing a couple of weeks back. I think it was on CNN, and I was I was thinking about him. I was already getting screenshots for the date. I was going to tag him on, on the To The Top Talk page, and uh, I put a couple of those up, but, uh, man, he was there for the, for the July 20th that actually counted, so... <laughs> I'm sure that one was uh, especially remarkable. But think about Leon when you're watching all of the documentaries, all the news programs that are going to be coming out in the next week in regards to the moon landing. A little bit of Southern Miss news. We've got to keep you up to speed on all that. The preseason conference USA, uh, all-conference USA team was announced today. The Golden Eagles uh, with five on the all-conference roster tying North Texas 
for the lead as far as who had the most players on the all-conference team. On offense, we had wide receiver Quez Watkins. On defense, defensive lineman Demario Smith, defensive lineman Jaquez Turner, linebacker Rakeem Booth, and defensive back Kyle Hemby. So everybody's expecting big things out of this Golden Eagle defense this year. And I kind of feel like we're flying under the radar a little bit. There's some people that have us projected to win the West. There's some have us projected to win the conference. There's some have us second or third in the West. So I kind of feel like we're flying under the radar a little bit. I feel good about the the way this team is going. A lot of it's going to depend on, A, injuries, and B, how this offense gels. You know, the new offense, it seems like the team is really getting behind what they're doing. They're getting behind the new strength coach. Um, you know, you got a lot more depth up front on both sides of the ball. you got more size up front on both sides of the ball. So I think the this Golden Eagle team has some potential for big things. Um, and we'll get into that as the weeks go by. But five Golden Eagles on the all-conference team. I think it's sneaking up on some of these uh, bloggers and junior media experts uh, that this Southern Miss team actually could be – is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with this year, and I don't think a lot of them realize that just yet. Also, former Golden Eagle and Louisiana Tech hitting coach Travis Creel is expected to be named the new hitting coach at Southern Miss, replacing Chad Kaye, who just left and went to Texas A&M. If you remember Travis when he played here at USM, uh, been getting some coaching experience, and now he's coming from Louisiana Tech. We, we, we're just taking all the Tech's baseball coaches coming back home to Southern Miss, so congratulations to Coach Creel. Looking forward to seeing what you could do next year on the Diamond. It was announced earlier this year that Southern Miss basketball would be playing in the battle for Atlantis. That's going to be November the 27th through the 29th. The first round was announced this week. So in the first round of the battle for Atlantis, Southern Miss will be taking on Gonzaga. Baseball powerhouse <laughs> Gonzaga. No, one of the best basketball programs in the country. So it's our, our guys are going to... They're definitely going to have a challenge ahead of them in this tournament, but I think it's excellent experience, and I think these are the types of things as fans that we like to see. The winner of the Southern Miss-Gonzaga matchup will take on the winner of Seton Hall in Oregon. The loser will take on the loser from that game. So right off the bat, those are, you know, in the potential opponents, you got three storied basketball programs. You, you get some chance for some excellent experience for these young guys and, and um, Jay Ladner and his team. You know, it's going to be a challenge, but man, that sounds like a lot of fun. On the other side of the bracket, Michigan will be taking on Iowa State and North Carolina taking on Alabama. This is going to go in tournament format in all different directions, so I think we're going to get at least three games out of this. Hopefully we can come away with some victories. It would be amazing to come out and win that, but being realistic, that's a that's a that's going to be a tough road to hoe. Even if you win that first, let's say something magical happens, you win the first game. They'd come out and win the second game. I mean, it's it's whew. Then you got Michigan and and North Carolina on the other side. Goodness. But it, it'll be good. Some of these teams we've never met before. So that's what's really going to be awesome as well. For the football fans out there, the kickoff parties, the annual kickoff parties, there's three of them coming up in the next few weeks. The first one, if you're in the Jackson area, Thursday. July 25th is the 36th annual Jackson All-Star Party. It's going to be taking place at the Mississippi Trademark, where it usually is. Then on Friday, July the 26th, the 21st annual Gulf Coast Beach Bash at the Biloxi Civic Center. 
Then, a couple of weeks down the road after that, Saturday, August the 10th, the 24th annual Eagle Fanfare at the Thad Cochran Center on the campus at Southern Miss. That has been where it's been the past couple of years. Gets a little cramped at times, but uh, you definitely get to see a lot of people. It's a lot of fun, so I'm sure this year will be no exception. I'm sure I'll be there. I wish I could make more of them. I'm just not going to be able to this year. But got the old birth turning 40 at uh, the 28th. So, yeah. <laughs> so with this episode, wanted to give you guys some feedback into our upcoming Laughs for Life show. That's going to be right here in Hattiesburg at the Sanger Theater on Friday, August the 2nd. You can get your tickets now at laughsforlife.com. And let's get it started with the founder of Laughs for Life, Kent Oliver. So who are some of your favorite comedians? So I tell you, I love I love guys that have the ability to get up on a stage and just absolutely, uh, you know, from from the cuff, just be able to present something that that uh that really applies to all kinds of different audiences i love uh some clean folks and uh and so i don't know i mean regan's one that co- certainly comes to mind caliendo is obviously one of my favorites um always has been uh you know i feel like uh you know i think that even guys i mean there's a reason i got we got albersack coming back too i feel like he's uh he's phenomenal from that perspective just being able to and to to really read a crowd and be able to to adjust accordingly and just put out some really good material so, Last for Life, August 2nd at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg. This is the fourth annual Last for Life. I know I know we've had you on the show before, but for the listeners who may not know, how did the idea for Last for Life come about? So, all right, the idea for Last for Life really originated in this, this story. My wife will tell you the story has gotten almost old. But uh, <laughs> this, uh, the, 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 the original idea for Last for Life was hatched whenever – I was actually so I'm as you may know Jamie I I I uh, have myeloma my multiple myeloma and it's an incurable form of cancer and uh, and part of the the treatment associated with myeloma is a stem cell transplant and uh, and so that's a pretty significant uh, operation and and one that that really takes a lot out of you and so I was having that done in Nashville and whenever I was doing that I had a couple of different caregivers my wife was one but then. During uh, during some of that time, I also had some really good friends. A uh, good friend of mine, colleague now, Brady Rainus was uh, was up there with me, and and we um, we spent a lot of time around each other, and we also spent a lot of time laughing. And uh, and, and it was really there's all of a sudden this recognition that laughter had really escaped, you know, our own world and our own life for several months following my own diagnosis and, and the treatment that goes along with it. And so as we thought about, well, what do we do? We, we said, let's, let's do something that's going to bring some laughter into the community, bring the community together in a really unique way. And, and so, uh, so last, last for life was kind of hatched from that idea. Uh, and then it was a matter of actually getting some talent here that, uh, that could, that could bring the hub city together. And, and, uh, and I think, you know, obviously we've been able to do that over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know I've told you this before and I think I've, you know, talked about it in, in numerous outlets, but like, I, when we sat down to kind of plan this first one out, I really liked where your mom was at. I really thought you were overly ambitious, and I had <laughs> I had no idea that the first year was going to be as amazing as it was. And now, 
you know, four years in, it's it's grown into something that was unimaginable. And it, it's pretty wild, Jamie. I like thinking back on it. Honestly, I feel like, uh, yeah, I was probably I was probably really ambitious. I'll just blame it on like you know people talk about chemo brain. I feel like that was probably chemo brain coming a uh, setting in. It was like this this uh, you can do anything you put your mind to type of uh, thing. And so we, yeah, we had some pretty ambitious goals year one. If I recall. I, so I had kind of had this idea with Brady, and we'd taken some of it, and I started having some conversations with some folks over at the Palm Bell Foundation, and uh, and they had said, "Hey, have you ever spoken to Jamie Arrington?" I was like, "I, I don't, I, don't, I have no idea who that is," you know. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, a couple of phone calls later, though, I think we did finally connect, and uh, and and yeah, I recall you kind of saying, "Hey, we can do something." Now, are you sure you really think we can uh, we can do what you want to do? And and and, uh, and yeah, we've been able to. Uh, have some success in the last couple of years. I'm pretty excited about where where it stands now. I really do. I genuinely hope that what this night offers is a the ability for folks to come together and laugh. Uh, B the ability to kind of I don't know maybe get that distraction that they're looking for, whether it be from a health event, whether it be from work, whether it be from whatever. Uh, and then and honestly, see just you know the opportunity to to really I don't know, there's something to be said for. Uh, for kind of fraternizing and, and hanging out and just enjoying life with the people you really care about. And so I think that's a big part of what this night's about. Thus far, Last for Life raised over, what, 450000 for cancer research? Yeah. Over three years, we've raised over 450000 It's been a variety of different beneficiaries over those those couple of years. You know, we've uh, we've benefited uh, locally. We've benefited folks like the Forest General Cancer Center around research, uh, and we've benefited the International Myeloma Foundation. This year, Jamie, I'm really excited. So, so yet again, we're going to benefit those two, uh, two great organizations. Uh, but we're also going to add a third to, to the list, and that's, uh, Children's Mississippi. So people know Batson Children's Hospital in Jackson. Uh, you know, we know far too many families that have spent way too much time there. And truthfully, whenever you're in that experience, you know, experiencing, uh, you know, that kind of hardship, uh, there, there's a, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to really laugh and smile. And so, uh, so we felt like that was kind of a need within our state. And so uh, I've worked closely with, uh, the folks over at Batson, uh, to really organize something around, around what we're going to call smile centers. So really patient family areas that are kind of whimsical in nature, you know, whether it be games and, and decorations and whatnot that really kind of generate smiles. We're also going to set up an endowment that, uh, will allow folks like, I don't know, just uh, think about jugglers or magicians or whatever, things that might be able to go into rooms and actually interact with patients in a way that's meaningful and, and hopefully generate some smiles and uh, and allow what's a really difficult time in somebody's life to uh, to maybe not be so difficult for a few minutes. Well, let's talk about the show itself. So it's Friday, August 2nd. show starts at 730, but there's going to be events going on outside there's events going on around town around this time. So if you come in the area early, be sure you, you know, Six six thirty ish, I think. Is that what time the block party starts outside? Yeah, yeah. Actually, so so I'm gonna. Uh, what I w- would love for people to know is that this is an event that, uh, that again, it's a, it's meant to bring the community together. And uh, this year it's it's on a Friday. It's the first. You know, we've done I guess three of these before, Jamie. And this is the first time we've actually been able to have it on a weekend, on a Friday evening. Right. Uh, so I think that adds an entirely new dynamic. I mean, people can can leave work a little bit early. We'll call it a summer Friday hours, and uh, and maybe head out. Head downtown. We're gonna have a big block party, really starting around five, five fifteen downtown. The sixty five fifties are scheduled to play downtown right on Forest Street. 
Uh, we're going to have the Sanger bar set up, um, really a, a neat atmosphere down there. A lot of things happening around that area. Hopefully our businesses downtown will support that uh, and, uh, and make sure that the folks are, uh, are able to enjoy themselves. And then, and then inside the Sanger, starting at 630, we've got the Zach Coke band. So, uh, so really, uh, you know, whether you're outside enjoying the 6550s or inside in the air conditioning, got your tickets for the show and you want to get in a little bit early, get seated and, and enjoy some entertainment, we've got some opportunities for that as well. And then the show gets started right at 730, uh, maybe 745, depending upon, uh, depending on how things are kind of developing there. But we'll, we'll make sure that everybody's having a good time and, uh, and certainly ready to laugh whenever Keith and, and Frank hit the stage. All right, so so Frank, this is the second time that Frank Caliendo has has been here. Why Frank? Why was the Frank the guy you went after the first time, and and why did you bring him back? Yeah, so I will I will tell you the reason I went after Frank the first time. He was the very first person I ever reached out to, and uh, and I will just tell you, thinking back to my, kind of my early years of enjoying comedy. Listen, I I know Frank does impressions, and people think hey, he's an impression guy, and and maybe that's that's his. His stick. But at the same time, I've seen his ability to be just really, really uh, just witty. I mean, he's just a quick-witted individual, a smart guy who really kind of understands it, gets it, and, uh, and knows how to, to really entertain a crowd. And, and he's also very clean. I think that was an important aspect of the show is to, uh, to make sure that people could feel comfortable attending it, knowing that, uh, that they were just going to have a good time. And so, so that was the, the year one thing. Now I will tell you, a lot of people don't know this. That that year one, uh, we had we had made these plans, and about three days prior to the show, I got a call from his manager, and um, they said, you know, his father-in-law had just passed away from pancreatic cancer. There's a chance he's not going to be able to make the show. And I said, absolutely, I understand. You know, that's just one of those things that uh, that's an awful situation to go through, and, and the last thing I'm going to do is burden him with with having to make an appearance. Well, the next day, I get a call from his manager again. He says, no, nah, no, nah, he wants to be there for this event. And uh, he's going to bring his entire family. So sure enough, that morning of Last for Life in year one, uh, his father-in-law's funeral was that morning in Cleveland. Uh, they immediately got on a plane after the funeral, flew down to Hattiesburg, got off the plane, came straight to the Sanger. Uh, we entertained uh, his entire family that evening. And and it's really stuck with him. So, uh, you know, we have, we've stayed in touch, and he's really thankful for the folks at Hattiesburg and the people that have that made that a memorable night for him. And allowed him to maybe find that his own distraction uh, from uh, from what we've all seen, and so uh, he he's a guy that I, I've always kept close, and and I felt like when we had an opportunity to bring him back, it just made a ton of sense for him to be our headliner again this year. And Frank Caliendo, for the listeners out there, he's the guy that's on you know Fox NFL Sunday, Sports Center, uh, ESPN. He's the guy you've seen doing all the impressions, the Madden. Uh, you're going to get to hear from him in a bit. So if you're not familiar, you at least know who he is by the time this show's over. All right. So the, the feature act, we got a special guest, a guy by the name of Keith Alberstein. Now, Keith is a guy that I've watched for a long time. Like you said, um, you know, clean guy. He's Southern. He has some, some of his bits. The bit of about him being on the phone with his dad is one of my favorites, but oh, you, awesome. you guys may have seen him on. Letterman, Seth Meyers, Last Comic Standing, Colbert. He wrote for SNL. He wrote for, you know, Jimmy Fallon's late night show. So, I mean, he's definitely a, a what do you call it? A, like a, he's like a, he's well known in the comedy world. I mean, he's hilarious and he, he absolutely murdered it last time he was here. Great guy, great individual. Just a guy that, uh, yet again, I mean, this is kind of a uh, <laughs> behind the scenes look. 
I, if, Jamie, if I'm not mistaken, whenever he came into Hattiesburg before, he was performing at Last for Life as an opener, and uh, and he got in a little bit early, I think a day or two early. I actually went to an open mic night uh, just to, to, to basically get out and practice his craft and at the same time uh, kind of meet some of the people within town. Um, really, I, I think that stuck out with him as well. Yet again, I mean, we, I, I mean, I say this a lot, but Hattiesburg is filled with great people, and uh, and that really stuck out with both of these individuals um, their first time here. And so, uh, so it's really an honor to kind of have them back here, and and I think it's an honor for uh, for us to be able to welcome them back to Hattiesburg in a place that that means so much to uh, not only our calls but obviously to these individuals themselves. Uh, and then your MC is is what we like to refer to in the comedy world as a hack. So yes, yeah, yeah. MC'd yeah. every He's, year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, you you are you are far too tough on yourself. Yeah, so we are we are fortunate to have an incredible host for a fourth consecutive year, uh, and uh, and re- really uh, we appreciate you, Jamie, being uh, being that host, and uh, and obviously making sure that people can maybe escape the uh, a couple of things. They can escape the election time frame. You know, obviously yeah. the, the election. So I think the week after. Uh, they can escape the the propaganda from the high resource uh, conferences. <laughs> but uh, I think it's only fitting, Jamie. By the way, that you have me on. You know, for those that don't know, I I, I do have some SEC ties. I'm an, I'm a graduate of an SEC school. So being that it's opening day of SEC media days, it feels only appropriate that maybe I'm on the line, and hopefully I'm I'm not cut off the line too early because of my propaganda. But I. Uh, no, I've never seen you. Have, but see, uh, this thing. I've seen you at Southern Miss games. I've never seen you at a Georgia game. I mean, I've never been to one, but I've never seen you at one. This, this is true. This is true. I, I have. I, listen, we are we are thankful to have uh, a, a fine institution of higher learning here in town. And I, uh, I, I, maybe, maybe you and Jason are rubbing off on me, but, uh, but certainly uh, <laughs> we've got it. We got a good thing going there in, uh, in Hattiesburg. All right. So last for life again, August the second. I'm looking at the ticket map right now, man. It's filling up fast. You guys want to go get your tickets. You can get them at laughs, the number four life.com, last four life.com. Kent, do you have any words for anybody that might be thinking about coming out to the show? Man, you, 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 you nailed it right there. I would say that tickets are going fast. We've been, uh, we're probably progressing faster this year than we have in, in years past. Uh, I feel certain it's going to be a sellout. Get your tickets. Come enjoy what will be a full evening of uh of just good times i mean how many how many opportunities do you have to to get together laugh with your neighbor and your friends uh give back to a really good cause and at the same time uh you know see some really incredible talent here in the hub city we got a treat for you guys right now so friend of the show friend of to the top talk bow bounds brings me on here and there to talk a little southern miss among other things but he did an interview with our headliner this year and so courtesy of the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds, here is Frank Caliendo. And coming up August 2nd, our good friend Jamie Arrington, comedian, Southern Miss insider, will host once again his fundraiser, fourth annual Laughs for Life, benefiting the International Myeloma Foundation and Forest General Cancer Center. And headlining that event again, he did it in 2016, will be none other than Frank Caliendo, comedian, actor, and impressionist. And we have Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. Frank, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastically. 
Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Did you grow up? A, wait, wait, a, why are you laughing? Because I added the L-Y on fantastic. Like, I, I was working on my adverb usage, so and I'm boring the audience with the grammar right now. Uh, in the words of Charles Barker, that was just terrible. Kyle work on something new. Quit talk, talking about what they don't be a grammar crazy person and make them enjoy what's going on and enjoy the, the voices and stop doing this knucklehead grammar humor. Mm, that was perfect. He starts off with an SEC athlete. I mean, is this guy good or what? He starts off with an <laughs> SEC athlete in the heart of SEC country. Hey, did you grow up? Regions, a- so I don't I don't know the regions well enough, so I was either going to be a big positive or a huge negative right there. So uh, think about Auburn, knucklehead. You're going to get yourself in trouble right now. SEC is trying to make it sound good. Hey, did you grow up a big football fan? I grew up a uh, baseball, football, basketball fan for the most part. I grew up in Wisconsin. I was born in Chicago, but grew up in Mo- the Milwaukee area. And my dad played uh, in, in the minor leagues for the White Sox organization. So it was actually baseball the most, but those three sports were what I, I tended to uh, care most about. Okay, so you were uh, Brewers, Packers, I guess it was – I mean, as many f- – um, you know, celebrities that you've met, I guess it was pretty cool for you to meet Favre a few years ago, or, or had you met oh, yeah. him before when before you hooked up with Arrington in this, in this I, fundraiser? I had talked to him years and years ago quickly on a phone call uh, with a Green Bay station, I think, uh, but n- never really spent any time with him. So, yeah, that was that was completely surreal. And what is crazy is we we went from uh, we were out in Seattle and I was doing a fundraiser for um, Russell Wilson. So my son played catch on his birthday with Russell Wilson, and then we ended up uh, over there for the uh, the Last for Life with Brett Favre. So it was a, a, a kind of crazy whirlwind. There was some other crazy stuff in the middle <laughs> as well too, but. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a big deal. And then even on the uh, – Favre was nice enough to, to do a little social media thing where I'm just going, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, as John Madden, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Favre, Brett Favre. And then it pans over and it's Brett just kind of going, oh, boy, not this again. So it was uh, using his best something about Mary acting skill. <laughs> you know, we've been around Brett several times and, and – what we like to say on the show is, is Brett's the only guy that can pull off wearing a sleeveless shirt at a formal event, Frank. <laughs> yeah, he does have, he does have an athletic cable guy kind of, uh, <laughs> feel to him. one of the best moments was, uh, my daughter, my son and I were like super excited to meet him and my daughter, uh, says to basically to Brett Favre, I don't know who you are. And Brett Favre's <laughs> wife, you know, she just started cracking up and saying, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Because my wife was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe she said that. And Dina, she, she's like, oh, this is that. No, keep going. This is fantastic. <laughs> How old's your son? He was at the time, I believe, 12. He's going to be 15 now, I think. So oh, man. Uh, I know he's going to be 15 now. I, I, I'm trying to think of how old he was back then, but I'm pretty sure I, 
what year was it? What, the, 2016. Uh, I, I 2016. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 11 or 12. Somewhere. That's too. It's too early for me to do math, man. I I do. I only do. Uh, I only do the uh, English and writing portion of the SATs right now. I can't do the math. <laughs> Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. What what time zone are you in right now? Because I couldn't believe when I was going back and forth with your crew that you agreed to the to the seven thirty. Usually when we get <laughs> chefs, uh, musicians, um, actors, or comedians, they go for the nine thirty slot. What time zone are you in? Uh, I'm on the West Coast time. I'm in Phoenix, so it's good Lord. Yeah, and I I understand radio stuff, so I'm a drive time guy. <laughs> so I always go. Well, I'll rather be in the drive time slot. So and I like to go live because uh, I just try harder. So I just uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of where the game. So this is me giving maximum effort. So if it's not very good, I'm just not very good at this. So. Frank Caliendo, comedian, actor, impressionist. Uh, he joins us on the Miller Lite guest line. The fourth annual Last for Life event will be August 2nd at the Sanger Theater in downtown Hattiesburg. Our buddy Jamie Arrington from Hattiesburg, comedian too, also Southern Miss insider, uh, drives this fundraiser and event, and they'll be raising money for the International Myeloma Foundation and Forest General Cancer Center. They've raised over $450,000. Who was your favorite athlete growing up? Um, let's see. That's a, that's Robin Yount. I'm, I'm trying to go uh, like Brewer's. You know the the when you I think we're close to the same age. The Packers weren't any good after their run with Lombardi, and then they got good again with Reggie White and Favre. So there were some lean years there. You may have had to lean on the Bucks and the Brewers when you were growing up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I worked at an indoor baseball softball place, so I'd run into Milwaukee Brewers quite a bit. Um, I worked for Mike Hegan, a guy who uh, ended up doing color analysis for the Cleveland Indians played first base with the, uh, with the Indians and A's. And, and I, I don't even know if it was with the Indians, with the A's played a little bit with the Brewers, but, um, favorite athlete. I, I mean, because of the time, probably Michael Jordan and my age yeah. was probably, you know, around there. Yount was great too, shortstop and then going to center field. I remember how big of a deal it was Robin Yount going to, to play center field uh, from shortstop. But uh, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that I really, uh, really, I mean, the, the, the Favs and the, you know, <laughs> our quarterback before Brett Favre was Don Makowski, the magic man. We've had him like on. Barry Man. Oh, have you? Barry yes. Manilow with a mullet? Yes, yes, Barry Manilow with a mullet. I didn't even think about that. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Montana too. Just thinking of guys who look kind of like Barry Manilow, but Montana. I mean, I like quarterbacks. Like, just like every kid, I think uh, you know whoever the the league is promoting a little bit. It seems like that's that's who I would I would go with. I mean, we with the Brewers, we had Gorman Thomas. <laughs> you know, the, the the Milwaukee Brewers used to be a bunch of beer guzzling, cigarette smoking. You know. Uh, bar hanging out guys. It's Absolutely. Totally marketed totally differently than you'd see professional sports nowadays. I remember my, my, um, cause my uncle would send us, 
posters, Bears posters, because we lived in Wisconsin. We moved there when I was four. But he was in Chicago, and he would send us Bears posters uh, and other NFL stuff that he would uh, get for free by turning in his camel bucks, uh, the cigarette, um, you know, uh, proof of purchases. <laughs> Can you imagine an NFL team or something like that being affiliated with a tobacco company? No. <laughs> I mean, it's just surreal to to think of the difference now uh, versus then. But yeah, I mean, I I was trying to think. I was there. I, I was trying to think. Some of those bears, Walter Payton, probably everybody. Jim cared McMahon, about. golly, and of course Ditka yeah, punky, had to be the, impressionist gold for you over the last. Few yeah, years. the punky QB. Um, <laughs> Mike Ditka's just chewing the gum. I'm chewing the gum right now. Uh, so. Yeah, I think there were quite a few. Well, there weren't a ton of Milwaukee athletes that were like. Uh, Did Raleigh Fingers go through Milwaukee for a short period of time, or am I missing yeah, it? Yeah, he was a reliever there. Okay. Uh, I think he might have been on Harvey's uh, the, the eighty-two Brewers that went to the series. Yeah. Uh, my 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 insurance agent Jerry Augustine was on that team. So Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he was became my insurance agent uh, years later. But that 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 was a I mean those guys that was the like that was like basically the team from Major League. I mean that's how crazy. And maybe euchre is the the universal tie that creates all wacky teams. Well, speaking of McMahon, we, we're visiting with Frank Caliendo, uh, comedian, actor, impressionist. He'll be here or be in Hattiesburg August second for the fourth annual Last for Life. You can get tickets at laughforlife.com. And that's the number four, lastforlife.com. Frank joins us on the Miller Lite guest line. You're listening Out of Bounds on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So we've had McMahon on the show, and did you you probably know this. Did you know he plays golf barefooted? You know, I didn't know that, um, but I don't think anything would really surprise me about him. Does he still wear the Roselle headband? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, I did in fifth or sixth grade when they were winning the. Uh, I went to that Super Bowl, Frank, in New Orleans. It was right down the road. Oh, really? New Orleans is two and a half hours away from here, and and so uh, that I got to go see because Walter Payton's a big deal in this area. He played at Jackson State, which is here in Jackson, Mississippi, and and uh, yeah, so I, I we went to that Super Bowl with Ditka and Payton blowing out uh, and McMahon blowing out the New England Patriots in '86 or '7 and in New Orleans. It's kind of cool. Was Brent Fullwood an SEC running back? Absolutely. He was a great player for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, he went and played at uh, for the Packers. Uh, I just remember he was just a he would just bowl people over and then cough up the football. Yeah. I kind of remember in the pros. Yeah, that was his pride. We thought he was going to be super at the, at the pro level because he dominated in the SEC and uh, the fumbleitis deal did not did not work out for him. Hey, who, as far as working for Fo- working with Fox Sports and ESPN, who who's the coolest personality for you that you've worked with? Uh, I mean, everybody's been really nice in the past. That I, I mean, I'm trying to think through. Uh, Bradshaw was always really great, but Terry's one of those guys that he's constantly hitting you when you're talking to him. He's like, Frank, Frank, take a look at this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Could you could you stop smacking me? Howie is a grabber. Howie Long would just I mean, kind of like Thanos, just pick you up and snap you. Uh, 
get dusted by Howie Long. Um, but he, Howie was always super nice and has continued to be. Um, trying to think, uh, yeah, everybody. I mean, I don't think there was anybody who was ever not nice to me. Um, oh. Overall, I, there have been people that don't get the the fact that uh, um, when you do the impression, it's not meant to to hurt their business. It's meant to to be a positive, actually. Mm-hmm. But in, in that it was never anybody I really worked with. And once they met me there, I was like mad, and I met him at the Super Bowl years ago in Dallas, and I made his grandkids laugh. It was like a light bulb went on over his head, like, I get it now. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of a thing. And Gruden's been great, too. I remember meeting John Gruden. It was actually at the Super Bowl in New Orleans uh, a few years ago, probably six, seven years ago now, whenever that was. Um, but Gruden's standing there. All the ESPN brass are standing around because they want me to do the impression. They want him to like it. He's just doing that Gruden scare, stare, and I walk up and do the same thing to him for like 30 seconds. He's like, so you're the guy that does me, huh? Like, yeah, he's like, where are you from? And I looked up where he was from, so I said that. I was like, Sandusky, Ohio. He's like, really? I'm like, no. He's like, good, because you were blowing my mind. <laughs> So Gruden was comedic gold for you, but then you throw in this whole, you know, quarterback show and quarterback camp that he and ESPN decide to do, and that's just that's just lighter fluid on the grease fire for you. Well, it's going to get even bigger now with him being on Hard Knocks. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Last year when they came to uh, Arizona. They had me talk to the team beforehand. I'm up there like, hey, there's Derek Carr, man. You're up front. Get your trapper keeper going. Who's on Who's on the front of that trapper keeper? Ralph Macho, the karate kid? Is that who you want to be, man? And I'm just going like the. I just keep going. The team is cracking up, and Gruden's over on the side. He's like, oh, it's good, man. Do somebody else. And I'm like, no, man, you brought me in, and this is working. I'm going to keep doing this stuff, man. So they end up beating the Cardinals. They win the game, which has been a struggle for them all year, which was to win. And I start getting texts from Gruden. Hey, can you come Can you come to the next game, man? <laughs> How many games do you come to? <laughs> I can't come to any more. I get to the one that's in the city I live in. I can't just be traveling around with a team unless I'm going to get a paid position here. <laughs> It, Dude, the, I don't have, he's like, I don't have any money, man. You're making $10 million a year. I'll tell you what, man. I like $10 million a year. <laughs> That's typical coaches. Oh, man. They don't pay for anything. It is, doesn't it? It's lined up that, that the Raiders and Gruden are moving to Vegas. I mean, is that not perfect, Frank? Yeah, the whole thing, it seems like uh, it couldn't get any better comedically. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's good for the sport. I don't know if it's good for uh, fans. But I do know that comedically, we just hit three cherries, man. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Time to pay out. Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. He'll be here. He'll be in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, August 2nd with our friend Jamie Arrington for the fundraiser 4th Annual Laughs for Life. You can get tickets at laughsforlife.com, and it'll be at the Sanger Theater in downtown Hattiesburg. He is Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. Do you do you bet on games, or have you ever bet on 
games? No, I, 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 I like, I like money too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I always, and I'm, I'm kind of an addictive personality. I was going to learn to do an impression or two and I haven't stopped since. So I, yeah, I, I've never been, uh, I was, I was the kind of person at like five years old, I was already an old man and, and thinking through things logically. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've never been one to, and, uh, I'm a person I've never even, I've never even been drunk in my entire life. How crazy is that? Growing up in Wisconsin, I've never <laughs> been drunk because I was like, yeah, no, that's not even a joke. Dear it's, USA. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, but, uh, what the bad bad part was, I always ended up being somebody's designated driver because when you're the, I mean that's good for the for the person being driven if, right. if they've had you know something to drink, but it's bad for the driver because you have to deal with them. <laughs> you know uh, somebody that you would be great at impersonating, and it's not a huge name, but he's. I'm tied... like, hold on, let me see if I can guess. Ed Orzeron. Oh gosh, yes, Ogeron would be. That's not who I was thinking about, but Ogeron, because he coached at Ole Miss and now at LSU, which is right in our area, would be fantastic. Do you have an Ogeron? Isn't in? he just? Isn't he just the um, basically the Cajun guy from the Water Boy? <laughs> <laughs> the Ed, give me some high quality H two O. That's what I started to get him out you know, the first time I, I interviewed him, Frank, this was 2004. He's just hired from Southern Cal to be the head football coach at Ole Miss. And I had a few questions for him, but he's a one-answer dude. Yeah, no, and that was a terrible impression. But but that's how he, he you know, he never been a head coach and really interviewed much. And so we go through this, and I ended up needing like 45 questions because it was just one answers throughout, the, <laughs> you know, one-word answers. Well, after he gets off – after we do the interview, we had an Ole Miss fan call in, and he said, hey, Bo, do you mind translating that? And I thought that was one of the best calls that we had ever received for, for Eddie O. But, yeah, look, if you have some time, and I, you may have to be really bored to do this, but if you want to go to YouTube and see Ed Ogeron's Hummer commercial from 2004 or five, you will laugh. For somebody that does what you do, you will laugh for days, Frank. It's it's." Terrible and fantastic, all in uh, <laughs> all, all in one. Frank Caliendo. So here's who I was thinking, um, and he's tied to Wisconsin, and we really had a blast covering him. But he's no longer in the SEC. Brett Bielema. Um, oh yeah. You know he was at Wisconsin and then at Arkansas, because he's big and he just, you know, he he's funny and so on. We don't get a lot from our coaches anymore because they're so stoic and freaked out from social media and the media, but Bielema would give you some some one-liners that were good. Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. What's your favorite quality in an audience? Uh, somewhere between polite and, um, you know, reactive. Because they're, if they're just polite, then they, they don't give you that much back. Uh, and, you know, they, you can see the smiles on the faces and stuff. Uh, but reaction, you know, you know, you feed off that. If they give you a lot of energy, they just start off. You can just feel this flow. And it's kind of a tennis match going back and forth between, uh, you know, me on stage and the audience and energy going back and forth. So... Mm -hmm. Um, those, those two things I think are important together. 
Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Frank Caliendo on the Miller Lite guest line. Frank, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We, uh, we, and we also appreciate you coming in and helping Jamie and the crew down in Hattiesburg uh, raise a bunch of money. August 2nd, Sanger Theater, downtown Hattiesburg. Go to lastsforlife.com. Frank Caliendo will be the headliner for the event. They've raised over $450,000 and benefiting this year the International Mile Foundation and Forest General Cancer Center. Frank, we've enjoyed you. Very talented. And uh, again, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you much. Thanks, Frank. That was Frank Caliendo. Special thanks to our guests, Kent Oliver. You can follow him on Twitter at laughs underscore four underscore life at laughs underscore four underscore life on Twitter. Frank Caliendo at Frank Caliendo. Shout out to Bo Bounds. You can follow him at Bo Bounds. Go to BoBounds.com for all the information on the Out of Bounds show. Thank you guys so much for allowing us to use that interview as well. You can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout-outs. Shout-out to collegesportsunfiltered.com. Go check them out. Shout-out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout-out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout-out to Drew Wick, the man that's been slinging the graphics for us here in 2019. Got some unfortunate news earlier, Drew. Will not be with us moving forward. Maybe we can catch up back up with him at some point in the future. Future. But big things ahead for this young man. We get a lot of guys that come through Southern Miss that have a bright future, in, whether it's in sports or technology. And Drew is no exception. So we're certainly going to miss him. Hopefully he's not a stranger. And we can see him back at some games in the future. All right. We talked about it all show. Last for Life 2019 with Frank Caliendo and Keith Alverstadt on Friday, August the 2nd at the Sanger Theater here in Hattiesburg. Get your tickets now at laughsforlife.com. That's the number four. Dan St. Germain, going to be at Brewski's in Hattiesburg. I'll go on Friday, August the 17th. Another great comedy show. Look him up on YouTube. Make sure he's your speed of comedy before you come out and buy tickets to that. But if he is, you're going to have an amazing night of comedy here in the Hub City. If you want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash to the top talk. Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review. Guys, we're getting closer. We're only a couple of weeks away from fall camp getting kicked off here in Hattiesburg we're a month and a half away from the first game of the 2019 football season against Alcorn State really excited to see what this gold nickel team is going to look like this year I think this is going to be this is a team with the most potential that we've had in quite some time so excitement is going to be building as we get closer and hopefully we'll ride that on into the season with a tough first month on the schedule Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk 